Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hello, 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 it's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding, and welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where every week I help you grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. That might be the mission of the nonprofit that you're currently working at, or if you're a nonprofit consultant or freelance grant writer, the many different nonprofits you work with. We are continuing to celebrate Women's History Month, and we are having an awesome time doing that. And part of that is all of our different episodes are focusing on a different aspect of women in nonprofits. We kicked off the month with freelance grant writers and grant professionals, and we looked at what are they getting paid? How do they feel valued? And we found out that a lot of them are working for free. So you're definitely going to want to check out grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 261 for that episode. And then last week, we dived into women in nonprofits. And we realized that 75% of people in nonprofits are women. So we also broke that down and realized that representation doesn't necessarily equate to power or to equity. So if you want to check out that and to see how much women are making in nonprofits, if there's any pay gaps, what types of positions they're getting as far as power positions, then definitely check out grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 262. And this week, what are we going to talk about? This is the big doozy, y'all. We're going to summarize our checklist that we made for nonprofits that you can get for free right now. Um, Definitely check out grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 263. So we're all in the the 6162 and 63 (laughs) for our episodes today, but definitely check it out. That's where you're going to find all of the show notes from today's episode as well. And you're also going to find a link to a free webinar that we're doing for nonprofits in March that is called Celebrate women in nonprofits, how nonprofit leaders can identify inequity and create a path towards gender equity. So you're definitely going to want to check out that free webinar. And as I mentioned, you get a free checklist as well that you can take to your nonprofit, to your leaders and go through and see how equitable is our nonprofit, especially when it comes to gender. So once again, you can grab that at grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash two six. And we are going to be talking about that checklist today, but I will go in way more detail in the webinar. But before we get that, I just want to say a wonderful word from our sponsor, and that is grant writing and funding this week. So if you want to write a grant template in one day and find five great fit funding sources and take the stress and overwhelm out of writing grants, you are definitely going to want to get some of our grant writing resources, especially our grants formula. Or you may be thinking about becoming a freelance grant writer, or you already are one. We have some great resources for you to really get your business going and running with intention, abundance, and ideal nonprofit clients. Please do check out our resources at grantwritingandfunding.com. And if you grab any of our resources, you will also be in our weekly Hub Haven newsletter, where we give stress-free tips on grant writing and starting a grant writing business. You can see all that at grantwritingandfunding.com. So let's get back to our episode today, as we're talking about what are some things that you can include to investigate more if there's gender inequity in your nonprofit. So I'm going to pull some highlights from our overall exhaustive list. Once again, you can definitely 
get that for free at grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 263. So number one, one of the first things that you can do is when you think about onboarding anyone into your nonprofit, really think about how you are recruiting. And you can do that through a recruitment self audit. Does your hiring process seek diversity? Do you seek employee input when developing job descriptions? Here's a big one. Are your job descriptions realistic? Are you trying to put everything inside that job description to the point where nobody has all the skills that's going to be applying? Or they just won't apply because it's way too much to do and the money might not equal that amount of work. So really think about what are the main things we're looking for for this position? Here's another big one. Are you requiring previous salaries? Because that might not be the thing to do. We know overall through listening to the podcast the last couple of weeks that on average, men do get paid more than women. And it is not about them having more qualifications or experience a lot of the time. It is about the system that we are living in and it is about the perpetual continuance of that system. So previous salaries may not be the best thing to include for jobs. And of course, are you enabling people that start to negotiate their salaries? Here's the thing. A lot more men are just naturally going to negotiate than women. It's not that women can't, it's that they're not used to it. They haven't been in that space to be trained to say negotiating's okay. They may not even know that's on the table. And another study shows that men often apply for jobs when they only meet 60% of qualifications, but women only apply if they meet 100% of them. They wanna know that they can show up and do it all and they may not apply for that, even though they may be equally or more qualified for a man when they actually submit for a job application. So you may automatically just be shutting out really highly qualified people because you're putting so much on those job descriptions. And even though you know they might not have to do all of it, it's just your wish list. Well, women might not apply because they're gonna say, I'm not gonna be able to reach that wish list. Or I don't think I can negotiate a higher rate on this. I, I don't think I can get paid more and I think it deserves more pay. So these are those are some really simple things that you can do is once again, number one, conduct a recruitment self-audit. Number two, I want you to evaluate your compensation system for internal equity, for people already working within your nonprofit. Are men and women, and you can even apply this to different races, abilities, and so much more, are people moving up in promotions? Are they getting scored in jobs in an equitable way? You really wanna look and see how long did men, women, and minorities stay within job grades or scores before moving up. Are white men doing this quicker just because they're asking for it more often, right? So these are things that you really want to understand. Number three, evaluate your compensation system for industry competitiveness. Do you have a market rate for the jobs that are out there? And can you be confident that men are not being compensated at or above market rates? while women and minority workers are compensated at or below market rates? And really challenge your basic assumptions about the value of skills being assigned. Is caring for sick people, is unpaid labor, are you seeing that as less valuable? Number four, assess how raises are awarded. Do men, women, and minorities receive consistent raises based on similar performance standards? Are they getting bonuses at the same amount, at the same levels? Those are something you really want to start looking at to see if it's very equitable. Number five, evaluate employee training, development, and promotion opportunities. 
How are workers being selected for participation in training opportunities or special projects that lead to advancement? Are you seeing a lot of men just doing the training opportunities? Are there differences by race or gender? If so, how can you widen the pool to reflect equal opportunity? Number six, ensure your organization practices transparency. And we just go back to compensation, right? Do you regularly post job openings and salary ranges within your workplace? And are you publishing your salaries there? That is one of the quickest ways that you can lead to equity within your nonprofit. Number seven, provide benefits that work to sustain gender equity. Do you provide adequate paid maternity leave and paternity leave? Are you following the law? There is a law out there for that. Are you allowing working from home flexibility, et cetera? So really different types of fringe benefits can be really important to create that culture of gender equity. Number eight, this is huge. Assess your facility to account for 75% of your population. Last week we learned that 75% of people working in nonprofits are women. So do you consider women bodies in your facility? And what I mean by that are temperatures, are they set, you know, the air con or your heat, is it set at something that's better for men's bodies or for women's bodies, right? How many times I've gone into nonprofits where women are shivering and they're wearing uh, sweaters all the time and the men are just in their t-shirts. What about glass stairs? Are you, do you have glass stairs that easily show up women's dresses? High cabinets where a lot of women can't reach them? Doors that are super heavy and difficult to close. Oh, here is a big one. Do you actually have a bigger bathroom for women since 75% of your population are women? Or is it the same square footage as a man's bathroom? ADA compliance, pregnancy parking, and so much more. So really think about your facility. That can automatically help to create gender equity. Number nine, gender equity buy-in, training, and centralized groups. Are you getting equity policy buy-in from the executive director and from the board? And that would include policies um, that promote a gender equitable, inclusive workplace, such as diversity, anti-harassment, non-discrimination policies and guidelines. And are you getting gender equity training from experts? Do you have a cross-department gender group? So that could be people working in all different departments. If you could pull together these cross-department gender groups, so it's not just one department of women getting together, but you can cross over and that can really help raise people up and create mentors and all of that. Number 10, have you conducted focus groups and surveys? This is a great way to really look at the people you serve and create a more equitable environment by asking the people who work in the workplace or the people that you serve, the causes that you do, creating these focus groups and surveys to really understand how equitable they actually feel. Number 11, of course, integrate gender equity into your budgets for your programs, right? You can support gender equity goals with programming as well. This could include some of that gender training, um, gender advisors at headquarters, capacity building, professional development, and so much more. These can be included in your grants as well. Number 12, do you have accountability measures for growing gender equity, right? Are there safe spaces for women to talk? Are you building training to support men as allies? who has power remember last week we talked about it's not just about representation that does not automatically equal power so we really want to look at that and create measures that restore balance number 13 here's one that you might not think about all the time is advertising and communication 
What types of images and branding are you using for your nonprofit? Are you including different races? Are you including different religions or different genders, right? Is that a part of it? Um, so that's something that can be, you know, as we're starting to break out of the mold, we need to see that more and more. Um, and it, sometimes it's hard because you might just go to stock photo. What are you seeing there? A lot of white men in those pictures. So um, a lot of white women as well. So how are we able to integrate more diversity in that? Number 14, what about your suppliers? Where you get your materials, where you rent your place, your headquarters, et cetera, right? Where are you getting your supplies? Are you supporting women-owned, Black-owned, Latino-owned, and other marginalized businesses? Are you giving them a space at the table? So this is a way that you can support not just within your nonprofit, but how your nonprofit is reaching out and creating the culture in your community to be more equitable. And last but definitely not least, number 15, funder and partner supported. Do your funders and partners support equity? Do they know about it? Are you taking the time to educate them on where your dollars go for equity and what your overall so social justice movement is? And also you can advocate with your partners. So this is also to think about where your dollars come in from, right? We also wanna know that these are relationships that we want to build with integrity that reflect the values of your nonprofit. When you go through all of these different items, you can really look at your nonprofit and say, we're not just creating equity, we're creating a culture of equity. We are creating a ripple effect of equity in our community. So remember, making gender equity as a core value of your nonprofit, it's not just only about representation. It's not a side project to work on. And it's not about the bottom line, although I will say it's going to be a good impact on your bottom line. But overall, it is a human right. It is about the effect on all social justice movements and reshaping the culture and putting humans as equals. So if you want to get that full checklist, I know we listened to a lot today, but if you want to help go through the entire webinar, get the full checklist, do go over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 263. I just want to thank you for tuning in and for your ears on this topic today. If you hung out for this the whole time, I know you're passionate about making equity as a priority for your nonprofit, and I just applaud you. Thank you for being a part of this movement as it doesn't matter what color or what sex we're born, right? We are all human and we all want a good life. So we need to really step up and make meaningful and intentional decisions to make the world a more equitable space. And you can do this by starting in Thank you again for being a champion in this and for moving it forward. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. And as always, if you love the podcast, please do subscribe and leave a review as it does help other people find the grant writing and funding podcast and the social justice movements that we are trying to move forward in the world. I'll see you next week as we close out our Women's History Month with Mandy Pierce from Funding for Good. Thank you.